When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, February 18th. And I just said to Mark, is there anything going on this week that we should talk about? Anything at all? And he's like, the Australian Open, which there are exactly three people that I know of in my life who care about the Australian Open. One is Mark. One is our old friend, Connie, and the third is my sister. Besides the three of you, I think that many people are just shocked to know that anyone's playing tennis and they really don't care. But I love that you guys do care. You're huge fans and that's wonderful. But it also explains why you're so sleep deprived. Two bad weeks for Mark. Although, you know what? You could sleep. Wait. Oh, wait. No, you can't. You have a kid. Um, Okay. If you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you're on our website, which is called jillonmoney.com, you can hit the contact button. If you would like to join us on the program, just tell us that when you send us the email or put the contact form in, okay? Uh, Kwan Lee says, every year I contribute the maximum to my 401k at work and also put $7,000 into a Roth IRA. This year, I plan to work only six months, then retire. And the plan is to contribute the full $26,000 pre-tax to my 401k. Now, think about this. If you do that on a six-month period, I don't know how much this person makes, but you're going to reduce your modified adjust gross income, right? You're going to have less money. All that money comes off the top. So the question here is that by the end of June, I'm only going to show $2,400 of income for the year question, can I still contribute $7,000 to my Roth because I'll have income from work and the total of my security, social security wage base is $26,000 plus $2,400. So the answer is no. I think that you can only contribute $2,400. Mark, do you agree with that? Because it seems to me that you're only going to be able to contribute to the Roth based on your taxable income for 2021. Do you agree with that, sir? It's the lesser of, right? We think it's the lesser of your 2,400 or 7,000 total. So, but all right. So it's it's still fine. Um, we've had this question, by the way. If you think you're leaving a job, Mark and I were just discussing this, that, you know, sometimes it makes sense to front load your retirement account. Like maybe you're deciding after you listen to our podcast with Chris Gillibo, you said, I want to start my own side hustle. I'm going to be self-employed. Sometimes it makes sense to just max out that retirement account while you're still at work if you can. So that's something that is worth considering. 
Okay, this next message is a question from Tom, and he is asking about his wife's ability to purchase additional service in the state where they live. And he says, I keep going round and round in my head, and I pushed it off for the past decade. Thanks to service in another state when she was younger, she can purchase 2.4 years of additional service at a today's cost of 25000 700 bucks and another 2200 for a, a health insurance plan. I'm not really sure, but I believe you have to purchase service in both. I bet you're right. I ran the calculation uh, on the calculator that they provided and perhaps retiring at age 57 with a 3% annual salary increase, taking into the account that she is 44 now. I use 57 because that is when our youngest would graduate from college and I would be 60 years old and ready for some fun like that. Without the additional years, the annual benefits would be 67.5. With the additional years, the benefit would be about 73.7. Okay. They've got a bunch of money saved. Okay. I mean, when I, let's see, let's do a quick one. Uh, In traditional, it looks like five, six, seven, eight, nine, looks like a million dollars in pre-retirement funds and then in um, another 65 in IRA, Roth IRAs, um, some cash, a brokerage account, some 529 plans, which are going to get spent. Houses, good. Okay. Even if we don't purchase the additional benefit, the cost increase, what should we do? Should we buy the years of service given that our state is in a hot financial mess or not throw good money after bad and continue to stay the course We're in good health. People in our family tend to live in their 80s at minimum. Okay, so Tom, it seems to me like you actually are in good shape. I have one concern about, you know, kind of the game plan here. I I agree with you. It uh, it just so happens they live in Illinois, which is a terrible state in terms of fiscal matters. Now, I don't think that Illinois would necessarily screw around with some of the benefits for older people like you, but I think you're actually in a potential situation where you could be impacted, especially because she's only 44 right now. I don't think I'd buy in. And, And it's simply because this whole pension system could change and I don't trust it. Um, So someone's going to make a change in that Illinois system eventually, and it ain't going to be pretty. I saw this happen in the state of Rhode Island um, when uh, the then governor, Gina Raimondo, went toe to toe with the pensioners in the in the school system and the municipal pensioners. It's rough. No, I'm going to say don't do it. But I will say tell you one other thing. Do consider working beyond 57 and 60, because as our friend Michael Goodman likes to say, unemployment for those 30, 35 years, maybe could be a lot to absorb. So, and you don't know, I mean, you've got money saved. It's great. But again, if that pension system is chopped around a little bit, not going to look as good. Uh, Question from Mary, why are bonds going down? I'm in the total Vanguard total bond index fund. Should I stay in? We should stay in if you are an investor and, you know, just because interest rates are starting to rise a little bit and bond prices are going down, but you're in this for the long term. And I presume that you're not just trying to figure out, you know, what the next three months is going to be. So yeah, you probably should stay in if it's part of your overall game plan. And if you just bought it on a whim, then it's going to be tough. Okay. Sarah says, thanks for all the great information. I will have about $500,000 to invest after a house sale. 
after the sale, we will still own our primary house, a long-term rental and a vacation rental. We don't have a mortgage on any properties, no student loans, no significant debt other than a car payment and small credit card bills. Hmm. Okay. We need a hundred grand to do improvements. Okay. That leaves 400,000 to invest. Should I get a financial advisor to look over everything and find a good place to invest or should I just put the money in a Vanguard target date fund or something equivalent myself? I have brokerage accounts for our kids' college funds and will max out my Roth IRA. I don't know if you need financial advice. I don't know if you need like planning advice. That's the question you ask yourself. If you just want asset management, you could use a target date fund. Or by the way, you should definitely check out robo-advisors. I mean, you should definitely check out whether it makes sense instead of doing a plain old target date fund, should you try to do Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, Betterment. Uh, You could check out the sponsor of our radio show. It's called Facet Wealth. But it depends on what's going on in your life. I mean, if you feel comfortable doing it yourself, Sarah, go ahead, do it. There's no downside, but it is simply a question of what your needs are. If for some reason, however, that you have some needs, you need overall financial planning, that's what would drive this decision. Okay. And finally, from Jeffrey, who says, we've talked two times in the past. I'm a TSA employee, second one this show. And I'm putting money into the thrift savings plan with a 5% match. And I took your advice a couple of years ago. I put 33% in the C fund, 33% in the S fund, and 33% in I funds. Just before Biden's inauguration, I moved it all to G funds. I want to move it back. Upon your advice, where shall I move it back to? Side note, I'm 64, part-time employee, plan on working two more years. I'm putting 3%, 30% of my gross into the thrift savings plan. I make about 30 grand. I'm self-employed as my primary income. Jeffrey, what a classic market timing move. I don't know. How about that? You screwed around with our beautiful allocation because you thought you knew what was going to happen in Biden's inauguration. And now we've got stocks making new highs. So just move it back in. Just do it. Do it all at once. You screwed up. Don't do that again. It's a very bad decision. You know what's funny? Um, I remember when my book agent was like, you don't need a whole chapter in your book about market timing because everyone knows. Anyway, I'm just telling you right now that it's like agonizing for me to field that kind of question. And I think you should keep doing it because I, I do believe that many of you fall into this trap. But my God, what did you think was going to happen? Biden gets elected and then the market goes to crap. There's no evidence. Anyway, that's just bad move. Move it back and do it all at once and stop messing around. And that's that. And that is your very um, unlikable Aunt Jill smacking you around a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> if you've got a question, you want to be smacked around a little bit. I don't really usually do that, do I, Mark? I'm trying to try to be very uh, conscious that people make mistakes, but that is a classic mistake. And if you've been listening and you've already listened to us once and you've taken our advice, you know that we never try to time the market here unless we do. No, I'm just kidding. We really don't. Okay. So please don't time the market, ladies and gentlemen, stick to your game plan. It works. Can you subscribe to us if you're listening to this um, in some other way? Someone sent it to you. Go on to our website, jillonmoney.com, and you can subscribe. And you can subscribe wherever you're listening to this, uh, Apple or Spotify or radio.com or Google Play, wherever you are listening to this podcast. If you'd like to send us a question, ask jill at jillonmoney.com. 
Hey, our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer and the best one in the world. And we are distributed by Cadence 13. We are still using this as our mantra, which is wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and please do something nice for someone else today. It will make them feel better. It will make you feel better. When I stop saying this, I'm going to go to our new mantra. It might be like second half of, the, half of the year where we go grit, growth, grace. That's really my 2021 mantra. I hope that you actually have a little grit as we go through this terrible period that continues in this country where we are fighting this virus. Let's do it together. Okay. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening today.